I know that there was some lamentation on round one about the fact that the representatives of these workers don't talk about the kids or the quality of education. But when you're in a contract negotiation, you talk about how you're compensated. You talk about what kind of benefits you have, what your working conditions are. I I have a bit of a beef when people try to pick a fight. Like, why doesn't the union ever say, you know what, the other side is right? Well, because if you had a defense attorney in court, the defense attorney doesn't stand up and says, the prosecution makes some pretty good points. You know, my client may actually be guilty in all of this. Uh, but one last um, bit of color from where we are today. This is actually uh, spoken yesterday, but it was uh, quite colorful. Fred Hahn um, is uh, with QP and insists that parents in Ontario are backing the union. Our office has been flooded with calls. You know what they are? They're parents and everyday community members saying, how can we help? How can we support you? We're on side with you. I did a media interview earlier today. The tech guy who was checking my sound said, I don't know if this is appropriate, but I should let you know that my whole family's been calling the minister and complaining. So they don't know what they have begun here. And if they think they can just continue to trample on workers' rights, these are workers who for the last 10 years have had their rights trampled on with Bill 115 and Bill 124. Working people have had enough. Let's bring Robert Benzie, Queen's Park Bureau Chief for the Toronto Star, in for some insight. And at this hour, Robert Benzie, a familiar sight at Queen's Park on the apron, it's a protest. It's a protest, John. Good morning. Uh, it's a foggy day in uh, Toronto town, but uh, the, the, the people are gathering. And, and look, I, I, there are going to be 100 um, uh, strike locations, picket locations across Ontario today. The biggest one will be at Queen's Park, but um, QP members will be at the constituency offices of uh, Tory MPPs outside the city of Toronto uh, protesting and just letting letting their constituents know that they're not happy. And, John, I was in the legislature uh at around 5.30, whenever it was, when it was when it passed, uh, when this legislation passed, using the notwithstanding clause for only the second time in Ontario history. And there were a lot of grim faces on the Tory benches as they as they passed this. The, there's clearly not everyone is happy about it. Ford was not, uh, Premier Doug Ford was not in the legislature uh, for that vote. I don't know why. Um, but we, uh, we saw him earlier in the day and he did not look happy. I think what Laura Walton said in that clip that you played about, you know, being back into a corner. I think both sides have backed themselves into a corner, and I don't know how they get out. Well, and if, in listening to some of the actualities we've been playing, uh, I mean, obviously, people who head up unions are going to be very passionate about collective bargaining rights and stuff like that. Yeah. But I also get the read that people feel this is sort of an epic test of the union movement. And so while it's, you know, QP and 55,000 workers for the province of Ontario, people across the country in unions are saying now's the time to dig in. Yeah, they're watching it very closely, and they should, because this, this does this set a precedent. If if the government is successful in this, then other governments and other provinces will, will, will do this more often when they're dealing with public servants. Um, the problem for Premier Doug Ford politically is he is not reflexively an anti-union person. Remember, uh, they've been trying to create what we've called the big blue-collar machine, where they, they, they've reached out to, to uh, blue-collar vote, uh, voters, and it worked for them in the, in the last election. They won traditional NDP seats in Windsor, Hamilton, and Timmins. And um, and that's by, you know, doing some labor-friendly policies, uh, mostly with private sector unions. And Labor Minister Monty McNaughton's worked really hard on that. 
they had eight of those unions actually endorse them in the election. But some of those unions are now speaking out against what they've done to their their fellow unionists in the in the public service. So this is this is going to be a political problem for Premier Ford. And I don't know if he thought this thing through using the notwithstanding clause. I mean, I think that they could have they could have reached a settlement if they'd gone about this in a different way. And I think the union could have gone about it in a different way. It was, it was ridiculous for them to be asking for 11% when they, when they dropped it to 6% the other night. So clearly they were willing to move. I don't know why they waited till the last minute. And I don't know why the Tories felt that this was a, it was good to drop an atomic bomb like the notwithstanding clause and taking away collective bargaining rights and, you know, using, uh, using a, a, a provision in the constitution, which is constitutional, but it is really problematic problematic politically down the road. Robert Benzie, thanks so much. Always good to have you. Thank you, John.